0: Brands have to be nimble right now. You have to be nimble.
1: To another episode of the Marketing Trust. I'm your host, as always, Adam Buchanan, here coming to you from a very, very sunny, beautiful northern Salt Lake City weather. And it is clear with all these cars not on the road. It is uh, quite beautiful, which means more people are biking. And that brings me to introduce my awesome guest, longtime friend, Matt Singley. Welcome, Matt.
0: Hey, thanks, Adam. And uh, I don't know if that intro was meant to dig on me a little bit because i'm in los angeles it's raining it has (laughs) not stopped raining for days and you know i love riding my bike but uh tag you're it i won't be on my bike anytime soon
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that's exactly what i did i I checked the weather and i tried to find the most Friendly offensive thing that I, I could say. So perfect,
0: and you know <laughs> that everybody in Los Angeles only either talks about the weather or about traffic. So you know, it's it's a perfect way to start. And that's exactly what this episode's all about. Uh, it's gonna be fifty-five minutes of traffic
1: and um, uh, Yeah, thanks for joining, Matt. You know, I met had a. At Social Fresh, gosh, many many years ago. What's that yeah. been, you think, Six years? Five years? Uh,
0: which one was San Diego, Portland? I don't remember San, which one. San we met Diego.
1: That. Yeah. I think I was possibly at Cabela's still, and you were doing some kind of live video work there. Uh,
0: just some yeah. great work. It's it's been a long time. Let's call it a decade. Let's say we we'll round up and say we've known each other for a decade.
1: Fair. Okay. Uh, let the record show. I've known Matt Singley for a decade. All right, it's <laughs> official. Uh, yeah, just before we dive in, I uh, just wanted to hopefully wish everyone uh, just safety and making sure you're taking care of yourself. It's something that Matt and I are actually probably going to touch on a little bit today. He's got an incredible brand called Hello Blue CBD that you know has products to help with some anxiety. So I, I believe we're going to touch on that a little bit today. If you're new to the Marketing Trust, this is a podcast all about building more trust with your audience. And a few updates on my end. I've been getting a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails, uh, people reaching out right now. And so I developed a a product uh, last night, uh, just an hour with me for $100. Um, It's called the Marketing Trust Accelerator Hour. And it's just 60 minutes with me. Let's talk things out. Let's damper some of your fears and talk through some of the myths that are happening around marketing. Uh, I built this out just because I want to make sure you're getting value. And I did put that cost in there just to have a little bit of buy-in from you. Uh, One thing that I fear is that when people call me up and they want to pick my brain, nothing actually ever happens. I, I talk to them months later and they're just like, oh yeah, I'm still spinning my wheels, still thinking about what we talked about. You know, I feel like I'm almost doing you a disservice by not charging you. So, uh, $100, Accelerator Hour. Hit me up, adam at adamcbcannon.com. You can book it on Calendly and on adamcbcannon.com. Go on there, search for the hour, it's at the top. Okay, Matt Singley, you come with a really extensive background, a lot in digital design. First off, let's talk about Singley Studios and share the background there.
0: Uh, yeah. And before I do that, I got to say, I love that you're doing consulting for a hundred bucks an hour. First of all, you're worth 10 times that. So whoever takes you up on that is getting a heck of a deal. Oh. And, uh, that little bit you just said about, I want some buy-in gosh, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know, when people ask, Hey, can I pick your brain? It, it's not very guided and they don't seem very invested. So I, I love that you're doing that. And I'd encourage anybody who's listening to definitely book that time with you because you are one smart fellow.
1: Thanks, man. And, and people still can do the Pick My Red Glasses. I'm doing those 90-second segments at the end of each episode. I just had one come in from an author launching a book. So that's fine. Uh, keep those coming. I'm, I'm all about that. But yes, uh, thank you. I, I appreciate that uh, crowd feedback
0: there. So Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, so my background, um, it, it goes back quite a ways. Um, I started off just like Bill Gates. I dropped out of college to start my first company. <laughs> but... Since then, we've taken decidedly different paths in life. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I think my house is much smaller than Bill's, probably. All right. uh, So I've I've been primarily self-employed my entire adult life uh, with several different companies kind of all over the place. And I've learned different things from each one. Um, In the late 2000s, say around... Around that wonderful time everyone remembers, 2007, 2008, when everything was just nose diving, Um, I went to work for uh, the WPP family of companies, Mm. uh, which is an extremely large worldwide um, advertising conglomerate. And I worked for one of their local companies in Los Angeles. And I was tagged as their social media guy. And that was, uh, you know, I'd been on Twitter for a while at that point, but most people still didn't have an idea of what they should be doing with that with brands. I I can't tell you how many times I heard people in meetings say, well, my, you know, my grandkids are on Facebook, but I don't know that that has any place for us here. And these were big, big brands. So obviously a lot has changed since then. In uh, 2010, I, there, I was uh, working with some companies that said, um, you know, we'd really like to, to do more with you if you were out on your own. And I had, you know, been on my own so many times. I, I thought about it and realized, yeah, it's it's time to do this. And so I started uh, singling Mackey in 2010. And our first two clients were a couple that you may have heard of. One was Microsoft, and the other is Hasbro. And so those were our first two official clients. And um, I've worked with pretty massive brands over the years since then. Uh, I, I actually have forgotten so many of them but um, a lot of video game companies, Activision, E3, um, a lot of, uh, well, you know, a a couple of big brands in the cruise industry. I I just think of them right now because they're not doing so well. Yeah. Um, You know, worldwide brands like Samsung. uh, So I've kind of been doing it all. Singly Content Studios, we reformed and just changed our, our legal structure a little bit in 2016, but it's essentially the same thing. And so here we are in 2020. And uh, we're still doing work, but as you know, the landscape's changing pretty quickly.
1: Well, it comes full circle for you because Microsoft is, you know, was one of your clients. So basically you're just chumming it up with with Mr. Gates over there.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he and I used to have lunches all the time. Oh, wait, no, that never happened. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's never even heard my name. <laughs> uh, well, that
1: makes two of us. So, um, well, awesome. Well, yeah, great background. And, and yes, you have worked with incredible yeah, large scale global clients. Uh, so it's so great to hear that. What would you say to when you say, you know, social media has changed so much since you know, 2007, 2008? What do you think is the biggest thing that has changed and what would be kind of a big takeaway for you for brands?
0: I think the the, the absolute biggest general takeaway is that it's gone from something that's just fun and silly and something the kids do to an absolute front and center essential part of brand marketing. I mean, if if there's a brand out there that doesn't use Twitter for customer service, they're missing out. Unless that is their brand's DNA. And, and I think of companies like Costco and Trader Joe's who just don't do anything with social. Okay, so that's fine. They they can do that. But right. most companies that I know, you know, they use Twitter uh, for announcements and for customer service. They use Insta for Um, kind of a closer look at products or services or flash deals. Uh, Facebook still has a monumental audience, even though the demographic has changed a lot. So I would say, just to answer your question directly, the shift is really from this is nice to this is necessary.
1: Absolutely. I think that's a great way to sum it up. And that it's true. It's like if if we're ignoring it now, um, we are incredibly behind that's like saying we don't need a website it's, like, no, right. it's, it's fine I you know I, I send out these mailers and people know me they're you know my phone number saved in their phone it's all good yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah well yeah and you know during this time too I mean when you talk about being essential uh, that's a word obviously being thrown around a lot right now is right. companies are hopefully to be dubbed as an essential uh, company who, who in your opinion has done an incredible job with the COVID-19 pandemic, how they've communicated to their
0: audience? Um, gosh, actually, I, so I tend to assume that people are always doing their best. And so on the whole, I would say brands are doing a, a fairly decent job. Um, some, not so much, and they get dogpiled pretty quickly. A couple of brands that really stand out to me that have done very interesting things um, one, since you know, I love bicycles. Um, state Bicycle Company. Uh, they're a, a U.S. bike manufacturer. They started off in just the fixie market, um, and and we do have a connection to them. By the way, my uh, my company, Hello Blue CBD, sponsors their race team. Hmm. But so, so I have to say that just you know, as terms of <laughs> disclosure. But but that said, they did you know they did something really cool. And, um, cycling is all about outside. And especially, you know, if you're in the cycling world, you like to do group rides, you like to hang out with people. And obviously with COVID 19, that's not a good thing right now. And so they created this thing, uh, called the social distance challenge. And of course everyone knows what social distancing is, but they took, they had a fun spin on it. And so, um, basically they put up these categories of 30 minutes, 60 minutes, and 120 minutes, and they just challenged people to ride as far as they could in exactly that amount of time, no more, no less. And then they like broke it down, uh, you know, in some different categories and they kept a leaderboard on it and the leaderboard's just on a Google doc. It's not like this big flashy website. Right. And it was so fun. I just saw, I I couldn't participate because it's been raining in Los Angeles uh, and I'm kind of a wimp and I don't like to ride in the rain. But it it was the way they communicated that, you know, all these businesses have been hit with this horrible, decision-making. What do we do? Everything's changing. And um, they were very nimble. And so they put this challenge together and just got a lot of participation and people had fun with it, which is something I think we're really missing right now in the world with this pandemic. And then the other one that really stands out at me is uh, Dyson, the James Dyson Foundation. So, you know, they have these crazy killer devices that cost a million dollars that vacuum yeah. and blow yeah. air and but the engineering's like unbelievable right well the james dyson created these challenge cards for kids specifically for kids and it's like all of the science experiments you and i did when we were you know in middle school they put them out there and you can download them for free um you know you go to the james dyson foundation and you download these cards and it's like um Make, a race, make and race a balloon-powered car using just a balloon, a plastic cup, straws, thread, and rubber bands. And, and there's dozens of these, building spaghetti bridges and make, seeing how, long, how far you can get a marble to go in one minute and building a chair entirely out of cardboard. How wonderful is that? I'm, I'm a father of four, and my kids are a little bit older, so maybe these are a bit uh, childish for them. But even as an adult, how fun is that? I mean, and it's free. They just, they didn't have to do this. And so everyone's stuck inside. And now you can do these fun things with your kids because of the Dyson Foundation. That is,
1: that's good to know. I've got four kids as well. My kids are on the younger end. You know, my youngest is four uh, up to 13. So really good to know there, especially those Mm -hmm. who are listening. Yeah, if you've got those kids, you know what it's like. We're a few weeks into this. It's like, you got to shake things up. Uh, one thing I'll let you know, too, I am a beekeeper. For those of you that follow, I've got two beehives in my backyard. Make sure to tune in. Uh, each week, uh, weather permitting, and it's, it's been pretty darn good not to throw another jab at you, Matt, but uh, we, we've got, um, I'm doing Facebook Live, Live in the Hive, and it's a chance for you and your kids to join, take a look inside of a working beehive from the comfort of your, your own home, and ask questions. And so I you know, uh, just kind of fun, shake things up, that ho- that homeschool is difficult right now. And I love those mm-hmm. examples that you shared. This is an, an opportunity for people to kind of, I don't know, in a way, kind of see what we're made of, you know, mm-hmm. as a brand and as a people. I think the biggest difficult thing that brands are going through right now is speed and an authentic and real helpful response. It, you've got to balance both. You know, it, people might be authentic and helpful and, you know, come off the correct way. But man, if they're waiting for weeks, yeah. to, you know, I mean, you've seen it. I mean, gosh, I, we just got an antenna on our TV. Imagine mm. that, amazing. <laughs> um, so I've been watching like local channels and every news thing, every interview station, they're all from their couches. They're all on Zoom broadcasting on live TV. So I'm like, brands, you have to understand that it's okay to have that lower production quality right now, you, you can't right. get tripped up over that.
0: Yeah, did you see uh, John Krasinski's like uh, just good news or some? I I forget what it's called.
1: So good, unbelievable so good.
0: production quality zero. Yes, content ten. Like
1: I, I'm you're absolutely you're, right. I'm watching and I have very very little video editing skills. You have far more uh, than I do, and I'm like, okay, he's just doing. You know these little stops and cuts, and I'm like, man, I could make that on iMovie. Jeez, you make (laughs) that
0: on an iPhone. Absolutely, and and people love that stuff. It's to your point, like uh, brands just need to get out there and do it. The the ones that are stuck in meetings right now, virtual meetings, of course, that can't get off of you know they can't move off the dime because well, we've always done it this way. They're they're gonna be in big trouble.
1: Let's jump into Hello Blue CBD. And for those listening, this is uh, HelloBlueCBD.com. So go in, check it out. Uh, You've got a lot of great products here. And I want to hear the background of this, when you started, what's it been like? But then I want to share my experience from ordering a product just two days ago. There's just some insane things that stuck out to me uh, that I want to touch on. So give us the history of this.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to hearing about your experience because you told me it was a good experience, but that's all you said. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm I'm anxiously awaiting that. Um, Hello Blue CBD, um, I started it with my co-founder Christina Chapman back in 2018. And I hadn't even really heard of CBD at that point. I mean, to be honest, I'm, I'm athletic. Um, I've got some health conditions. I have this weird autoimmune disease called ankylosing spondylitis. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is just this painful thing that makes your bones grow together. And yeah, if you ever see like the old men super hunched over when they're old, that, that's bamboo spine. That's probably a result of AS. So oh, wow. um, I had taken a ton of medicines for it, biologics and and all kinds of things. And, and Chrissy got me to try some CBD. And uh, so I, I tried it for a few weeks and I, I felt like I was feeling better, but I also thought that's probably a coincidence and so um, I'm like, but I'll give it a shot some more. And this is obviously not from Hello Blue. I, we, we didn't even exist at that point. And so I went to reorder and oh my gosh, it was expensive. I, I just, I was, I was shocked at how expensive it is. And I make a pretty good living, right? And so, and I was still sitting here just going like, I don't know if I should actually order this. This is, yeah. and, but I did. And I continued with it and on and on, I kept on thinking, this is a coincidence, I'm feeling better. And I I really did feel better. And I don't take any medication or any biologics for my AS anymore. It's just riding my bike and taking CBD. Oh, and and by the way, this is super important to say, I, I legally have to say this, I can't give medical advice and nor could I promise anything. The FDA says that for everybody. And so I just want to make that clear. That was just my personal experience. There you go. Um, so,
1: let's let's make sure we get those disclosures in there. Right. I've worked for sad. enough big
0: companies that I, <laughs> I know what we can and cannot do, right? Some restrictions apply. See store for details. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so Chrissy and I started talking about this and she'd actually always wanted to develop a CBD company because she had seen how it worked with her mom um, who, who died of cancer. And her dad, who is still alive, who had prostate cancer, who uh, primarily used, um, like homeopathic things to curb the pain and and so she looked into some you know some bakeries and some stuff that would be fun but there were just there's too many legal restrictions around that so anyway fast forward quite a bit and I just said, well look, why don't we do it this way why don't we start this you know the CBD company and aim it toward the healthy lifestyle what as an aside what's kind of interesting to me is that a lot of the CBD companies really focus on like, marijuana leaves and, and dark stuff and, and like, you know, uh, well, CBD comes from a hemp plant, an industrial hemp plant, and, and there can't be enough CBD to get you high or THC. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely separate thing, like a medicinal thing. And I, you know, we're talking, we go, this is, I feel good after taking this, like, and we live in Los Angeles, which is usually sunny and blue, right. Yeah. But not today. And, and she was just reflecting on how like the bright skies over the ocean and Santa Barbara, where she was from, just reminded her of peace and, and health and happiness. And the name Hello Blue came out of that. Hmm. And from there, we decided to pursue um, sponsoring pro athletes. And so um, I got in touch with my buddy, Phil Guyman, and who's a, he's a retired pro cyclist who's still a, a very popular i mean he's basically a pro cyclist now he just doesn't do the tour anymore and he makes these crazy funny videos and we've been sponsoring people since then and so a lot of our customers are athletes it's about probably about 60 percent athletes about 40 percent other people including a lot of elderly
1: wow okay that's a great background i love to love to hear it i always like to hear you know brands you know backstory and i, I figured there was there was a great one and uh, loved it so okay so I've been following you obviously on Twitter for forever and been noticing hello blue and seeing all these updates so I'm like okay I'm gonna have that on the podcast I'm gonna go peek at the the website you know and I'm not a huge online shopper I'm kind of an Amazon guy you know and so I start looking around and I'm like all right I'm gonna get I'm gonna look at anxiety relief I'm like that's interesting so I go to the shop you know at the top basic UX Design Like I'm not overwhelmed, I'm not underwhelmed, whatever, it's par for the course. It's like go in and this is what I love and maybe this is on other sites, again, I'm not a massive online shopper, but here's what I loved about shopping this product. I'm scrolling down and I see, okay, it's this price, so many ounces, that type of thing. And I hover over the ounces and I'm hovering over 0.5 ounces. And it says, sometimes called sample size, this bottle is perfect for taking on the go or for trying new flavors. And then one ounce, our most popular size, bottle should last about one month when following suggested dosage. Oh, my gosh. Like, mind blown. And you're probably like, you're probably nodding like, yeah, this was intentional, this, you know, whatever. But here's the thing. When I am buying something as a prospect, I'm a new customer, I have no idea, I have no relationship with you. And I do have a relationship with you, but it's different. I don't have a relationship with Hello Blue. Right.
0: I didn't even know you were getting on our site. So
1: yeah, that was Um, good. And so I'm, I'm diving into this and I'm like, okay, this makes sense. And then I hover over regular strength for double strength. And it shows me the milligrams of THC free, you know, that type of thing. Then I'm looking at the flavor and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna throw in mint, whatever. So I add to cart. So I'm adding to cart and I'm doing this right now as I'm talking, so I, I have to um, kind of talk as I go here because there was something else I wanted to point out. And can you guess what I'm about to point out? But I really- uh,
0: let's see, the, the fly out from the side showing you what you just put in your cart?
1: I like the fly out. Um, okay, but, but that's
0: kind of bar- par for the course.
1: Yeah. let's uh i'm in checkout now so i'm proceeding to checkout. okay what is it about your checkout that is so unique that is so prominent
0: uh is it when you're in the cart are you seeing that thing at the top that says starting immediately we will add one free ounce of moisturizing hand sanitizer
1: okay i'm gonna bring that up as well but i'm giving you kudos for something else and it's the the selected charity
0: oh Oh yes. my gosh. That's, been, that's one of the few things that's been with us since day one, the very okay. first day.
1: This is, okay, let's just, now for those listening, go to HelloBlueCBD.com. Just add something to your cart. I don't care what it is. Just get to the checkout. This is, and again, this is a very intentional but very bold decision. The selected charity dropdown is on the top left. Okay, so I'm reading from left to right. And it's at the very top. Before I'm entering my data, before I'm entering a credit card, before I'm entering anything, it says a portion of every order goes to the charity that you choose. Just select from the below list, and we will take care of the rest. Wow, I, I just I was blown. Oh, I was just like, what? And I'm and I'm thinking too. I'm like, okay, of course it's Matt. <laughs> like Matt's the man. Love Matt, you know. And then the other thing you guys are doing, and I loved this as well, and obviously just an incredible response before you get to checkout was the pop-up of the free, um, free one ounce hand sanitizer. So let me tell you a quick story. We're at Walmart the other day, which I already try to budget my visits there. Um, it's just kind of crazy, but we're at Walmart. It's really, really busy. And over the intercom they say, hey everyone, we have hand sanitizer, you can come up to customer service, we have three bottles per person. And my wife looks at me as if we're in like a marathon and is like, <laughs> you get up there right now. And I like kind of scoot up, trying not to be weird. And I'm not kidding, 40 people behind me like formed a line. Wow. I mean, it was absurd. And each bottle was like four bucks, you know, so not price gouging and and obviously, you know, government's watching that close, but I just have to commend you for these things. Like, you're, you're transparent early in the shopping experience. You're giving a little bit extra that you do not have to do. You're not price gouging. You're not government regulated. And here you are still giving back to charity in such a prominent location on your checkout. What the heck, Matt? <laughs>
0: um, wow, how do I respond to that? That's who I am. That's who Chrissy is. Uh, we always look for opportunities to help people. And sometimes it means not being super business savvy. Could we make more money if we didn't give a portion of our sales to, to, to charity? Yes, we could. But it's important that we do that. It's just important. And we have several different charities on there so people can choose. Each one of those has affected our lives in some personal way, but they're diverse enough. I think that anybody can get on there and go, this is something that means a lot to me. You know, um, No Kid Hungry is a big one. That's what Phil Guymon represents. um, And and we try to raise money for that. And especially during this time of kids aren't in school, you know, my kids are fine, but I have to think of other people's kids. That's where we need to be as a nation, as a world right now. There are a lot of people's kids who got their meals from school. And so now that that's not happening, you know, it's important to give to charities like that. And in, in terms of the hand sanitizer, um, you, you notice when you added something to your cart there, it just went in automatically. Like it you just didn't even get a choice. You just, boom, there you go. There's your hand totally. sanitizer. I haven't yet. Actually, not, we have one customer who emailed us and said, Hey, thanks for the free hand sanitizer. If you haven't sent it out already, can you just take it out? I have enough. And Aww. I thought that was awesome. And so I said, yes, we're going to add it to the, to the groups that we give to the grocery stores. And that's not super prominent on our site, but we're, 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 we make all this stuff in the house. We're one of the few CBD companies who makes all of our own stuff instead of buying it from someone else in white labeling. And so we have the raw materials for this. And so we're also making cases of these hand sanitizers and showing up at grocery stores in our area, Costco, Pavilions, Ralph's Bonds, Smart and Final, you know, 99 cent store and just going, hey, here you go. And it's kind of hilarious because the the people, when we give it to them, they just, they look like we're trying to get away with something. You know, we give yeah. it to a store manager and we go, this is just for your staff. And we go, we're, n- we're not trying to sell this. We don't want you to sell this. Give it to your your clerks and to your your boxers and to your stockroom people. And then when they realize we're not like trying to scam them, they just go, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. And I go, do you guys have enough right now? No, we're out. And so that that's just, it's, It's who we are, it's who everybody should be. We need to be helping each other out at all times, but now during a pandemic, more than ever.
1: Go to HelloBlueCBD.com. If you're in e you you just spend five or 10 minutes. Honestly, there's just so much to learn here, and I believe it really helps build trust. And we're not talking about crazy, complicated, voice-activated, I I don't know, hologram stuff here. (laughs) We're just, you know, text, on a page. That's all we're talking about here. So uh, give Christina a big high five. Uh, Great job, Matt. Thank you for that overview. I just, I was blown away and I just got super jacked about it. I'm like, why am I so excited about this? And I, (laughs) anyway, it just, I'm so glad you noticed
0: like a lot of people just take their hand sanitizer and go about their day and I'm sure they're appreciative, but just to know that it's helping people, my gosh, that makes all the difference in the world. Like I, I love that. I work a lot of hours right now. And just hearing you say that, I had no idea you were going to talk about that. Man, it makes me just, it it keeps me going, Adam. Thanks. Awesome.
1: Awesome. Well, love it. Uh, As we wrap up here, what is the big takeaway you think from COVID-19 that brands are learning right now? And what would you recommend to a brand?
0: Um, I've I've got a a few things, actually. You know, you always talk about trust. Um, I I mean, that is the, the entire center of your podcast, right? It's about how brands build trust. Um, I think that during COVID-19, we need to understand a few things. Um, we need to understand consumer expectations and they're changing very quickly. Um, and and so, you know, like a- another thing we do, we we ship free anywhere in the United States. Why? Because Amazon does. And that's what <laughs> people expect. Do I want to do that? Like from a, does my CPA want me to do that? No, he does not want me to do that. But it's what we should do and it's what people expect. And so, you know, honestly, I think we, we make up for it in volume. Um, and, an, and another thing right now that's super important, I think, uh, for building up trust is when you screw up, admit it. And that's hard, you know, working for companies, I, I won't name any of them, but some of the very big global companies I mentioned, if they make a mistake somewhere, it, it was like, I, I mean, you could move a mountain before you could get them to apologize. And I think what we're seeing now is um, some mistakes. Brands make some missteps, especially when trying to be like cute and quirky. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, don't joke about pandemics. That should really just be a rule. But I've seen some get piled on that probably didn't even deserve it. I saw a local mattress company say, you know, having having night sweats, you know, use our brand of mattress. And I think that that's a legitimate message, but people took that as them trying to take advantage of people having a fever during a pandemic. Um, and I, I yeah. don't think that's why they did that. It just wasn't. But sure. you know, they just came out and went, you know, I'm sorry. We didn't mean to come across yeah. that way. We just, we have a cooling mattress. Um,
1: yeah, and it, it's yeah. a good reminder too, is brands need to, you know, look at their yeah. automated emails, look at their automated messages, think if anything's tone deaf. But yeah, I, I don't think it's, yeah, I think that's a great example. It probably didn't have ill will, but it's like, yeah, we have legit products, you know, that, that helped yeah. us
0: brands have to be nimble right now. You have to be nimble. What, what is happening in the world right now? Because it changes every single day. And how can we respond in appropriate ways? Or what do we need to do from our business, from a business point of view? That, that's how the hand sanitizer came about. You know, we knew there was a shortage. Well, we use isopropyl alcohol to clean our equipment. Mm. Uh, 99%. So it's like the really, really strong stuff. We already have aloe vera juice and uh, vegetable glycerin and vitamin E and shea butter that we put in there because of the lotions we make. And it was, it was like a 32nd meeting really, because yeah. we are like, Hey, should we use these raw products to make hand sanitizer? Yes. Okay, good. Let's start doing this. And it took a while to figure it out, but you have to be nimble right now with your messaging, with how you communicate. Here's a funny example, something I never thought I would say on a podcast in 2020. Mm-hmm. We just took out a print ad in a local newspaper. So I, I haven't thinking, done that from the ni- since the 90s.
1: I was going to ask you about this because I saw you you post on Twitter that you're doing this. And I thought, that's actually a pretty good idea. And here's why I support this. For one, I kind of go back to, I've heard marketers say this before. There's no such thing as any marketing channel that's dead. It's just bad right. marketing is dead, right? But one thing I've been thinking about is traditional radio because I'm mm-hmm. getting all my updates on AM right now. I, mm-hmm. like I'm like 85 years old because I just want to listen to everything on there, but it's true. I, I like hearing the voices. I like hearing the interviews versus scrounging around on Twitter to find some stuff. Twitter's great, don't get me wrong, but man, I, I, would, I would be interested in some radio ads. So how's the newspaper thing? Is it live? Well,
0: it, it just came out today, so I don't know. Um, you know, we, we kind of went big in it. It's, you know, the salesperson said, you know, you can do a little eighth of an inch Yeah. Uh, You know, black and white for X dollars. I said, you know, how much for a quarter page full color? Because might as well do it. And it it does a couple things. Number one, it makes our ads stand out. Um, But number two, we're also one of the reasons we thought about doing this is to support local journalism. This paper is called The Acorn. I no one's ever heard of it, right? You haven't unless you live in like (laughs) Westlake Village, Thousand Oaks, Oak Park, Agorios, Calabasas.
1: I'm not a subscriber of the Acorn. Right, September. right.
0: You're not one of the, you know, 133,000 people that get it. So, I mean, LA is a big place. So, But the local newspaper, I think, they're reporting stories that are really excellent for us to know about health and COVID-19 right now. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to support them. Uh, we, You know, Chris and I both did. But then, why not try something new right now? Why not? Like, it, it's, so we lose, you know, a few hundred bucks um, if it doesn't work out. That's okay. At least we've supported the paper, so I, I will let you know in like a week. Uh, you know, I'll send you a tweet or something and let you know how we did with the ad.
1: Awesome, and and make sure to snap a picture of your your ad in the newspaper. I think that'd be super Heck fun. Yeah, we're share. actually
0: advertising the uh, the hand sanitizer. Um, oh, okay. I tried to do it in a way that's um, you know like a, a polite and appropriate. Just saying it's free with every order. Oh, that's um, cool. It, because uh, honestly, since, oh, here's another nimble thing. By the way, I know. I don't know what your clock says for, you know, you're running out of time, Matt, wrap it up, got <laughs> there, you know, there are so many elderly people who didn't really heed the call right away. And I see them out and about when the few times that I go out and they don't have masks, they don't have hand sanitizer, they don't have gloves. So we actually started delivery service. Now, the reason that's funny and hyperlocal is Hello Blue CBD sells all around the world. We have customers in New Zealand. We have customers in Germany. We have lots of customers in Canada, all over the United States. So 99% of our customers are not within driving distance of us. But we thought for for that 1% who is, we're gonna start delivery. And it wasn't a simple thing to do. I've never created a delivery service, but we just kind of went through it by zip code and figured out what we wanna do. And some of it's free, some of it we have to charge for. And we've had a few people take us up on it. Wow. And uh, they've been older people, and I appreciate that. So I hope we're helping them. And uh, it's, it's honestly, it's kind of fun. You know, our delivery driver is my 22-year-old son. Hey, He's, there you he, go. He, he graduated college just a few weeks ago. No pomp and circumstance, unfortunately, because the college closed down. Sure. Uh, so he got, like, an email, you know. But... <laughs> It's been great. So he's running delivery for us and, and kind of loving it. So you can say it's like a little bit of a family business at the moment.
1: Hey, first job out of college, you know, that's, that's where memories are made. Well, awesome. I love that too. And I've always said to brands that you will find some of the greatest learnings and performance comes from the most unscalable things. Mm -hmm. You know, you talk about delivery and difficulty and, gosh, it's not even for the core of your your customer base. However, it, it creates stories and it creates just a little bit more, I guess, authentic relationship that, that we can have with people. So I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And I think that hopefully helps listeners too, is look for ways to just give back locally. Um, I know we've talked about getting takeout and high tips for food, and but think about what else you can do. One, one thing that I have been doing and, and still is on the table. Please take me up on it. I've done a few of these this week. Uh, send me a resume. Uh, gosh, we just reported another 6 million people unemployed. And if if you're scratching your head, wondering what's next, uh, please send it over. Adam at Adam I will give you a video, a personal video review of me talking through your resume it takes about four to five minutes. And I've, hopefully uh, can help there. And so please, please, please take me up on that, especially at this current state. Matt, as we wrap up here, uh, my favorite segment of of what we do here is called Name That Handle. If you're just joining us for the first time, it's a little segment I I, I do where I give my guest a one word clue about someone they are connected with on Twitter.
0: Are you nervous? I wouldn't say I'm nervous. I don't typically get nervous, but uh, I would say I am, apprehensive about my ability to pick a person off of a single
1: word. Well, hey, if you're apprehensive, uh, there is this, there's this CBD company. I just <laughs> They have anxiety I love relief. It. Uh, yeah, they have apprehensive <laughs> relief. <laughs> um, so, all right, well, let's dive in here. You're you're the first apprehensive, non-nervous uh, guest. I've, I've- but, I,
0: you know, I do know that your last few guests got it, like, almost immediately off of, like, a single word. So, I know. the bar is so high, I expect, I expect to get this about, 40 to 45 words into it. Perfect. So okay. this is going to be a three-hour long podcast.
1: Absolutely, and it's worth every minute. All right, your first guess, your first one-word clue is mountain.
0: Mountain. Um, oh, by the way, hold on. Pause. I just Brilliant. want to establish the ground rules here. Ground is this rules. a mutual connection? Like, I follow them, they follow me. It's not just someone who follows me, right? Correct. I, I, so
1: I... I didn't go into your twitter list and find like a bunch of bots you know (laughs) like
0: it's not bill 4012247 who joined in in january of 2020
1: right from guam yeah um no so it's it's someone that you have back and forth with i might even know okay Mountain,
0: mountain mountain okay mountain mountain um I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need another word. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Adventure. I kind of assumed that went with mountain. Is it you, Adam? No, it's okay. not. <laughs> okay. Let me give you another one. This right. this will
1: this will get you taken care of here. Cyclist. Mountain
0: adventure cyclist. Uh, <laughs> believe it or not, that doesn't narrow it down a lot. We're, we're narrowed down to about 500 people I know. Uh, Good. Phil, Phil Guy.
1: No, darn.
0: Okay, hold on. I want to get to me... know
1: Phil, though. I mean, I, I'm interested in this guy now.
0: Oh, my gosh. He's great. He's hilarious. His, his uh, After he retired, his show is called Worst Retirement Ever because he – go. you know, a KOM is like the king of the mountain. Like, you mm. get up the mountain the fastest. He is unbelievably quick on a bike. Wow. And so he's always going for KOMs. But even superhuman Phil, like his heart rate is redlined for like 45 minutes while he does this. The torture is unbelievable. Jeez. So it's called worst retirement ever. And he gets these KOMs like, and he lives kind of in my area. He lives down in Santa Monica. So all of the mountains around me, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm like, all right, I'm now 1000th on the climb. And oh, yep, Phil's number one. Okay, so awesome. um, you should get to know him. He's funny. Um, let's see. Mountain adventure cyclists. Adventure Honestly, cyclists. you've just named like every person I've associated with in the last decade. So,
1: yeah, if, if, if most of your customers are, you know, cyclists, I, I'm not making it easy on you. Yeah. I, I apologize. Um, let's give you another one.
0: Colorado. Okay. Colorado. Boy, I, <laughs> you've narrowed it down to 100 people. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I'm going to go with Scott Piercefield. No. Oh man. Okay, wait, 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 no, no, no. I got one. I got one. No, I know this. I know this. I've got it. Amy Perulis. Yes! Yes. Bam. Yeah, well, so Amy recently moved to Colorado, so that threw me off for a second. Yeah, I I
1: I, I, here's the thing, and here's why I'm smiling, which you can't see on the (laughs) podcast. I'm just a little happy that it just wasn't a one word like, okay, I got it. You know what I mean? Because I want, you know, the part of this is not so much the winning or getting at one clue. It's talking about these individuals and, and what they're interested in. I know Amy from my time at Experticity. She is a, a good friend of mine and someone I've, oh. I've met in real life a few times. Okay. Uh, Amy is, um, I saw her at Outdoor Retailer I think, twice and she came to a few of our events at Experticity and just a great human being. And she is there in Colorado, and someone that I've seen you and her connect with uh, tons. I mean, she talks about Hello Blue. She's wearing your um, your kit on yep. on her bike. Um, what's your background with Amy? Oh,
0: that's so funny. I I really didn't realize you guys knew each other. Um, so I met Amy through Hello Blue, um, oh. and I I would think probably because of Phil Guyman. So. So go back to, so it's January, 2019, and we're launching this company. And I just go, we've gotta do something different. And I know a lot of sports people. So I, I tapped Phil, you know, hey, you have a lot of sponsors. I don't know if I can afford you, but can we sponsor you? Anyway, we've been with him ever since, and he's an awesome human. So he started sharing some of our products, and Amy was one of the very first people to buy some of our products. So she's actually gone through several iterations of like formulations and, and cause like I said, we make all our own stuff. And maybe that sounds like a no brainer, but the vast, vast, vast majority of CBD companies do not. They buy it from a big manufacturer and they're whitely yeah. So the reason I, I bring that up is because Amy's been through, you know, our flavors used to uh, not taste great. I would say, um, you know, we're, we're trying to offset things a lot. A lot of uh, Chrissy was very adamant on this. We don't want things to always taste like him. So we tried to, these different flavors, and they just they just weren't doing it. So anyway, Amy has been on since day one, and she came up with like some awesome suggestions. I since she's one of our first people, I followed her on Twitter. She followed me, and she started going, "Hey, what about this? Hey, what about this?" I think she may have even she's the first person who said you guys should get bike kits. And it took us about ten months, but we did it. She may have been the first person who recommended chamois cream, and that was not on our radar at all. And that was really difficult to come up with, to be honest. That took yeah. a very long time, but I think we've got it pretty perfected. So I've just got to know Amy very personally because of that. She's so kind. She's so warm to the point where I would consider her a friend, but I've never actually met her face to face. She's you, you so know, great. I, yeah. Everything
1: you just described, I, I just absolutely echo. And, uh, oh, that's awesome. Because I've been watching you guys go back and forth forever. And yeah. I'm like, how did they you know and i kind of packed some things together so full circle that's amazing and at the end of the day we're all connected to kevin bacon
0: so yes we are (laughs) or now we're connected to adam buchanan let's play six degrees of adam buchanan that's someone should uh get into the twitter api and make that there we go
1: awesome well make sure to follow amy Perulis. uh L-I-S, good friend of both of ours. Make sure to follow Hello Blue CBD. That is on Twitter, Hello Blue CBD, just as it is. And make sure to follow Matt Singley. Uh, Thank you for so much for being here and giving us uh, these stories and great expertise. Uh, I appreciate you, man.
0: Hey, I appreciate you. Um, Beyond this podcast, you're just such a great human and it's been awesome to know you. I kind of feel like I met you the same way I met Amy. I am way pre-Hello Blue. But it was, it was such a natural connection when we met in real life. So I love what you're doing. I, I send people to you. I like, man, you are one of the good thinkers in our industry and just keep on doing it. And especially during these hard times, you know, the things you're sharing are invaluable. Thank you.
1: Awesome, thanks so much. And for those joining, make sure to stay tuned in. We do have a Pick your pick My Red Glasses uh, segment. Got a question that just came in from an author, so make sure to listen to the end for my answer on that. And keep sending those in. You can go to adamcbuchanan.com under the About Me. Feel free to submit a up to 90 second question, a recording, a voice recording. You actually hit start recording, it starts recording, you gotta start talking. Ask your question. Let's get it featured here right on the Marketing Trust Podcast and we will see you next time. Thank you for sticking around for this segment of Pick My Red Glasses. This is a recent question I got from a listener.
0: If you're introducing a product or something like publishing a book, how do you get the word out and get it marketed when you don't have a large network? This is a really good
1: question and I think some people get a little shy from producing or you know, launching a product, podcast, book, whatever it might be, because they're like, well, I don't have I don't have an audience and how am I really gonna get this out here? I think at some point you just gotta rip the band-aid off and you just have to act, you have to execute and not worry about how big or small your network is. Because here's the thing, if if no one if you don't feel like you have a big network, maybe that's not necessarily the goal because you might have a fairly small to medium-sized network, but you're still driving revenue, you're still driving sales. Here's the thing: you've got to have materials out there. You've got to be known for something. And so if you're having a conversation with somebody or someone wants more information about you of validating how you're an expert in the industry, and all you say is, Well, I'm, you know, I, I, I thought about writing a book and, and I'm I'm going to someday. And I, I'm a pre-author. That doesn't matter. You've got to produce, you've got to do something. I actually personally felt that way and experienced that for a long time with my, my podcast. A lot of people ask me, you know, hey Adam, when, when are you gonna launch a podcast that would be really great and you, know, you, you should do it. And for many years, I'm talking many years, I spun my wheels. I was so nervous to put my voice out and didn't feel like I had you know, that big of a network you know what? I just did it anyway. And truthfully, it's created so many great connections along the way. It's been an awesome experience. Am I crazy famous? No. Uh, I don't think that's the goal. Uh, that's not my goal. And so I still think you just have to execute at some point, even if it's not absolutely perfect. Thanks so much for sending this in. Make sure to go to my website, AdamCBuchanan.com. Under About Me, there's Pick My Red Glasses, and you can submit a recording for up to 90 seconds and get it featured right here on the podcast.